Hello, hello, and welcome to XX Maya the podcast. I'm your host, Maya Fiorella, and today we're going to start out with some life updates. I had the most insane last week. I was a key speaker at, oh my god, the ambulances? I'll just wait until they're done, like every single time I sit down to record. (laughs) Okay, anyway... I was a keynote speaker, if you will, at a really exciting meeting last week, and I'm telling you this because when I initially got the email from this huge brand, I'm not exactly sure if I'm allowed to say, so I'm just going to keep it on the DL, but it was a big brand that I've worked with in the past, and I love them so, so, so much. I got an email from them asking if they could do a live Q&A session for their whole entire marketing executive team. I was so excited when I got the email, but then, (laughs) but then my anxiety sat in and I was like, absolutely not. Like I am not going to do a live Q&A to embarrass myself in front of all of these like high up people at a brand that I love. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that I was being absolutely ridiculous and this was such a once in a lifetime opportunity that I just could not say no. So I emailed them back and I said, absolutely, I would love to, even though I was like shitting my pants (laughs) while doing that. And then literally every single day leading up to this meeting, I was so, so nervous. I was literally pacing in my office like before the meeting started. Then it finally happened and I prepared a little presentation, then we got to the Q&A and it was fantastic and I feel like I did a good job. They were so, so sweet to me during the meeting and it was just all around such an incredible experience and I am so proud of myself for saying yes because if this opportunity would have presented itself a year, two years, three years ago, I would have immediately said no because of my anxiety and I didn't and I'm just so proud of myself for that and I wanted to tell y'all to step out of your comfort zone more because it's so important and it just left me with such a great feeling of fulfillment and I just hope that y'all push yourself out of your comfort zone too because it's really hard. It's really fucking hard to do it but it's so worth it. Every single time that I've ever stepped out of my comfort zone and done something like this, I've been so proud of myself and it always ends up being okay. So my other life update for you is that I am hosting my cousins this weekend. When you're listening to this, they're coming into LA. They live in Louisiana. If you didn't know, I was born and raised in Louisiana and they're coming to stay with me for the weekend. And I am so excited, a little bit nervous because what am I going to do with two 14 year old girls? But I'm so excited. It's going to be so, so, so much fun. I already have a ton planned and I'm just incredibly excited and grateful that they're coming to visit me and I wanted to include this because sometimes especially when you're in that 18 to like 25 year old space I feel like it's really easy to kind of forget about family because you're so focused on doing things for yourself and it's just really important to take time for family 
call your mom, call your grandma. It always makes them smile and it literally doesn't take that long. Like you can schedule in a call with your family or in my case, a huge trip (laughs) with your family just for fun. I'm so excited. All right, let's get into the 111 of this week. My one obsession is tidying up. Now, I love to deep clean. I truly, truly do. However, there is such a magical power called tidying up that is even better, arguably, in my opinion, than deep cleaning. Because when you keep things tidy, it's so easy to deep clean and you feel so much more motivated to deep clean if it's already, you know, all tidied up. So this week, I've been really on it about if I change my sweatshirt, which I do probably like eight times a day, I take the sweatshirt off and I hang it up immediately. Like I don't throw it on a chair. I don't throw it on my bed. I don't throw it on the floor. No, it comes off my body. It goes straight into the dirty clothes or into my closet again. (laughs) So tidy up people. It always feels annoying in the moment, but if you just keep things tidy, you end up saving so much time and energy on cleaning and yeah. It's just great. So that's my obsession of the week. My inspiration of the week is actually an Instagram account. It is called at Endlessly Love Club. I just started following this account. I'm not even sure of her name. Wait, that's so rude. I need to look up her name. Jen. Jen Caballos. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. I'm so sorry, but Jen at Endlessly Love Club on Instagram. Her Instagram feed is quite possibly the most beautiful, stunning, aesthetic, moody, beautiful artwork, like literally a piece of art (laughs) that I've ever seen. And I've just been getting so inspired by her casual Instagram feed. I love that she posts like five times a day. I don't know. Just everything about her has been really inspiring me in the creative outlet. So if you don't follow Jen, again, at Endlessly Love Club on Instagram, you absolutely should because I'm obsessed with her. And lastly, my one motivation of the week is the fact that the days are slowly, slowly, but surely getting longer. We all know daylight savings time isn't until March 13th, 14th, something around that, but I can feel it in the air. Like the sun is starting to set closer to six again. Before you know it, it's going to be starting to set closer to seven and then eight. Oh, it just makes me so excited. The days are getting longer. There's more sunlight and I am just so happy. And that makes me so motivated every single day. Now, let's jump into today's topic. I have three different categories of habits. I have habits that I will never, ever, ever bring back into my life. Then I have habits that I've dropped, but I want to bring back into my life. And then I have healthy habits that I have kept very consistently in my life at least for the last couple of years. So let's jump into that first little category of habits that I will never bring back into my life. Now, if any of these three habits work for you and you feel like they're positive in your life, that is fantastic. However, they were not for me. So that is why I don't want to bring them back into my life. The first one is any sort of 
calorie counting, macro weighing, whatever the fuck, diet culture bullshit, yeah, just no. (laughs) I think as young women, we are often exposed to calorie counting and that sort of like diet culture and we all kind of fall into that phase and for me, it was nothing but toxicity. It just, it never did anything good for me because no matter how much I ate or how little I ate, it was never perfect. And health is never perfect. Health shouldn't be perfect. So trying to count and keep track of it, it just wasted all of my energy and time. And it just made me sad at the end of the day. So I will never go back to any sort of habit that revolves around counting anything. (laughs) The second habit that I will never bring back into my life is forcing myself to move a certain number of days per week. Now, I know a lot of people have goals and they say, I want to move my body three times a week, four times a week, whatever. I think that that can work. I think it can, but it doesn't work for me. And I'll tell you why it doesn't work for me, because my body fluctuates really easily. I, for example, this past week, I got my booster shot and I felt like literal shit. I don't know what it is, but the vaccine and the booster just do not mix with my body well. I have just felt so horrible after both rounds of the vaccine and after the booster. And there was a point in my life where I would have said, it doesn't matter that you don't feel well, you haven't worked out four times a week, so you need to go to the gym. And that is just really unhealthy for me. Again, if it works for you, awesome, but it didn't for me and it never has for me. So I'm kind of overthinking that every single week there has to be a certain amount of days where I'm working out. I work out when I feel like I want to work out and honestly, I feel like I have better results that way because they're effective workouts. Like when I would force myself, oh, you have to work out every single day this week. Well, I would be exhausted and the workout wouldn't even be good. It wouldn't leave me feeling good. So that didn't work for me. The last habit that I will absolutely never, ever, ever bring back into my life is forcing myself to see the positive. And this might sound like a good habit to have. It might. But don't let it fool you, because for most people, this can create a lot of toxic energy just floating around in your head. For me, I know when I first started my health, wellness, mindset journey, a huge thing that a ton of influencers and podcasters and honestly experts would say is you have to learn how to see the positive in every single situation. You have to turn it around and make it into something fantastic. And while I do think that there is a great value in being an optimistic person, I do not think that every single situation that you encounter in life requires positivity or a positive mindset because here's the thing, for me, and again, this is just me personally speaking, if something happens in my life that makes me feel upset, I want to be able to feel upset 
because there's value in having negative emotions sometimes. Now, I'm not saying wallow in negativity and just be sad all the time and let every little negative experience that happens to you leave you being negative for like a week. But I am saying that it is important sometimes to feel the negative emotions as well as the positive emotions. I still classify myself as an extremely optimistic person. I do see the positive in a lot of situations. However, if something truly makes me angry or upset, I want to feel angry and upset. I think it's so silly to try to go through your entire life without ever feeling a negative emotion. Like, that's just literally impossible. I think avoiding negative emotions created a really toxic positivity mindset about myself. And honestly, I think it was hard for me to talk to a lot of my friends when I had that mindset because they would come to me with a problem and my advice or my solution to them was like oh well you just have to see the positive and like that is so fucking annoying like that's literally so annoying if you've ever gone to someone with something that's upset you and you're usually just looking you know for someone to listen and that someone comes back and they're like just see the positive you're going to be so annoyed and you're not going to feel like they even heard you so why would I do that to myself, (laughs) like in my own head? Instead, when something's really bothering me, making me sad, angry, anxious, whatever that negative emotion is, I feel it. I feel it entirely. And then I move on. And there's a difference between feeling something and moving on and just forcing yourself to be positive about it. So That kind of wraps up this little section of habits that I will never bring back into my life, but I did want to touch on them because I think it's important to recognize that if you have a habit in your life currently that isn't serving you, you're absolutely allowed to say, I never want to do this again and start from there. So... Moving on to the second category. These are habits that I have dropped throughout the years or just habits that I'm not very consistent with, but I want to be consistent. I think that these are fantastic habits to have in your everyday life. They're just a little bit difficult for me. So I'm going to read them and we're not going to judge because everyone is different and these are just habits that I personally have a harder time implementing in my life, but I want to and I'm speaking that into existence. The first one is not going on my phone in the morning and at night. Now, I literally preach about how great this is for you and I do truly wholeheartedly believe that it is so fantastic to not look at your phone right when you wake up or right before you go to sleep but it's really fucking hard it's so hard to actually implement that into your life and I think for me the hardest part about it is I want to do at least one or the other every single day so I'll go a whole week where I wake up and I don't look at my phone in the morning but I'm still going on my phone at night Or I'll have another week where I go straight to sleep. I don't look at my phone at all before I fall asleep. But as soon as I wake up in the morning, I go on TikTok. 
So it's just hard for me to stick with both and honestly, I kind of just fluctuate back and forth on whether today's going to be a morning phone day or a night phone day. Now I don't really think that that's the healthiest way to tackle this habit, but that's the realistic version of my life right now. So idealistically, I would not go on my phone for the first 30 minutes in the morning and maybe the last 30 minutes before I go to sleep, but I'm working on it. Another habit that I will say I was doing fantastically with in January of 2022, but I completely fumbled the bag in February, is making time to read. I am honestly disappointed in myself like a lot because I read The Four Agreements in January and it was great. I read almost every single day for like 10 to 15, sometimes 30 minutes and it made me feel really great and I loved having that as a piece of my routine. And then let me tell you what happened in February. (laughs) In February, I literally just could not decide what book I wanted to read. I've talked about this on Instagram and I think I've even mentioned it in a podcast episode. I was deciding between two books for the first week, week and a half of February. And then I finally chose a book to read in February as my monthly read and I never made time for it. So today, the day that I'm recording this is Monday, February 21st, and I have read about four pages in February, which is embarrassing, but honestly, who cares? I'm keeping it real. These are habits that I've dropped, but I really do want to bring back. I am so busy in February, and I know that I'm just making excuses for myself, but... I'm hoping I'm going to turn things around in March because I'm doing a lot of travel in March. I'll be on a plane. I have less hosting responsibilities. So I really think in March, I'll be able to read two books and catch back up. (laughs) But regardless, reading is such an incredible habit. It makes you smarter. You're not going on your phone so you have less screen time. It's just all around a 10 out of 10 habit that I really want to re-implement back into my day-to-day routine. Another habit that I have slightly dropped a little bit in this past year is making time for nature. I love being outside but It's been hard for me since I moved to LA because, well, I live downtown and I love living in downtown. I think I'm going to stay living in downtown, but it is hard because the streets are a little bit sketchy and I don't always feel as comfortable to just go on a walk by myself, so I don't as much. And my boyfriend works and goes to school, so I can't always force him to just go outside with me. And I do have a balcony, and I will say, there was a point in time where I was going out every single morning and just chilling on the balcony. Honestly, that's when I was doing my reading. I would go take my book and read on my balcony, so I was like getting both done. I was reading and I was outside. I need to do that more. Honestly, point blank period. That's it. No more excuses about why I dropped it. I just want to implement those 
into my routine more. However, I also don't want to overwhelm myself. And I think that's the thing with habits. Sometimes you hear 20 habits and you're like, wow, all of those sound amazing. So you try to incorporate all 20 of them into your life, like starting tomorrow, and you're just shook by how overwhelming that is. Realistically, I think spending 10 minutes outside every morning while I read, that's realistic. That doesn't sound overwhelming. Now, not going on my phone in the morning and at night, that's very overwhelming for me right now, so I might ignore that one for a little bit longer, but eventually, we're going to work up to all of these. The last habit that I dropped, but I slowly want to bring it back into my life, is taking myself out on dates, and I was really great at this my first year of college when I lived alone because I lived alone. So basically, anytime I wanted to go grab food, go to the grocery, just like do anything, I was alone. And then I moved in with my boyfriend, which I love him to death and I love living with him so, 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 so much. But I definitely do a lot less on my own because he's my little buddy and we go out and we do things together. So I think that taking yourself out on a date is so important to just have time dedicated solely to yourself. I love alone time. I Like I crave alone time. So I Maybe once a month, I can just take myself out to lunch, take myself out to Erewhon, do something fun. I don't know. That one's not very overwhelming either. I love that. Once a month, solo date. That was also slightly inspired by Peyton Sarton. If you don't know who Peyton Sarton is, I don't know what you're doing with your life. She's actually probably one of my very favorite influencers ever, and she also hosts one of my absolute favorite podcasts ever called Note to Self with Peyton Sarton and she talks a lot about the importance of taking yourself out on dates so I definitely was influenced by her to make that more of a priority in my life. All right, we finally made it to the last section of my healthy habits and These are the most fun for me because these are habits that I have kept very consistent in my life throughout the past couple of years and I think that they're so important and hopefully one or two of them inspires you. Again, please don't feel like you have to incorporate every single one of these habits into your life tomorrow. Now, prioritize which ones you want to focus on right now at this stage of your life and once you get consistent with it, then start incorporating more. Let's not overwhelm ourselves. Okay, the first habit is to talk to yourself like you talk to a loved one. And this happens for me a lot subconsciously in the back of my head. So for example, if I do something really stupid, instead of saying, oh my god, you stupid bitch, why would you do that? I instead say something like, oh, sweetie, you made a mistake. Let's try again. (laughs) That was so cringe. But no, seriously, like that is how I try to reframe the dialogue that goes on inside of my head because I'm sure we all know by now that what you think inside of your head is going to literally manifest itself out into the real world, into reality. So if you're constantly saying 
that you're so stupid and dumb and ugly, if you constantly on a loop inside of your head are telling yourself those things, they're going to manifest. Like you're going to believe that they're true because you're constantly telling yourself that. It's just so easy to shit talk yourself, whether that's inside of your head or even out loud. I mean, I talk to myself actually a lot. I mean, not just when I'm sitting down to record a podcast episode, but when I'm home alone, I'm literally narrating what I'm doing. That's so weird. I don't know why I do that, but I've always been a talker. I just like to talk when I'm alone. So before I started doing this habit of talking to myself as if I were talking to a loved one, I would say just like horrible things about myself. And i believed them because I was saying them out loud or in my head and honestly it's a simple fix it really is the next time that you say something like oh you're being so stupid oh you look ugly today like if you ever say things like that to yourself just immediately follow it with a compliment compliment yourself more it feels good It might sound weird, but it feels good, and who cares? You're doing it when you're alone anyway. The next healthy habit that I have for you is to stretch right before bed or right when you wake up, and this is honestly really easy. When I say stretch, I mean take literally two minutes and just bring your arms up above your head, twist over from side to side, try to touch your toes, bend and straighten your legs, flex and point your feet, like really simple stretches, but it makes such a difference in your movability just in life in general. And also it feels good and it makes you a little bit less tired, or at least for me, it makes me a little bit less tired when I wake up, I pull the covers off of me, I sit on the edge of my bed and I just take a moment to stretch. Again, it doesn't need to be intense, but it really just does feel so good. And I am all about easy movements that you can do every day. And I think people care so much about working out. Like, oh, you have to get your cardio in. You have to get your weightlifting and all of that in. And yes, to a certain degree, working out is important, but stretching is just as important and so many people overlook it and it's so much easier to incorporate in your life like I don't know about you but it's kind of overwhelming to think oh I need to go on a run every single day even oh I need to go on a walk every single day like that takes time that takes a lot more energy but If you want to start small with a movement goal, stretching right before bed or right when you wake up is just perfect. It is chef's kiss. It's so easy, so easy and like attainable to do every single day. Another thing that is so easy and simple and changed my life and my digestion forever is drinking water before I eat any food in the morning. People say this, People told me this for a very long time, but it took me a while to actually listen and do it every single day. Like just drink a glass of water. You don't have to drink a gallon of water, but at least take a couple sips of water before you start eating your actual breakfast. I kind of already mentioned my next healthy habit for you, but it's to keep your environment clean and 
basically tidy up. Like I was saying in the very beginning of this episode, it is so much easier to tidy up every single day and then not feel like you have this chaotic mess when it's time to actually deep clean your apartment or your house. So tidy up. I don't really think I need to go more in depth on that. So we're going to move on to the next one, which is to prioritize your sleep schedule. I love sleeping. I've always loved sleeping and I usually go to sleep between 9 and 10 p.m. Like always. It's very rare that I go to sleep before or after 9 to 10 p.m. It's also very rare that I wake up before or after 6 to 7 a.m. and my body has adjusted to going to sleep and waking up at that time every single day so I just naturally get tired and I naturally want to wake up at that time and I'm a morning person but for a lot of people they don't want to wake up until 9 o'clock 10 o'clock in the morning and that's totally fine you can stay up much later than I can stay up at night probably so just figure out what works for you and run with that. Along the same lines of sleeping and all things like sleep schedule, another huge healthy habit that I have is taking intentional time to rest. And rest can mean a lot of different things. So let me explain. For me personally, I need to take time to rest from social situations. I have extreme social anxiety and I'm extremely introverted, so it is very important to me to, yes, make it a priority to socialize and go out, but it's equally, if not more important, that I'm making time to rest from social situations. It's also really important to rest just like in general, like if you need to take a nap, take a nap. (laughs) My next healthy habit is arguably one of the most important in this entire list and that is to consume content that makes you feel good. Quickly, let's define content. I'm talking about who you're following on social media, the type of music you listen to, the movies that you watch, the TV shows that you watch, the news you engage with, the magazines that you pass by on a daily walk, like literally any sort of media, any sort of content that you're coming into contact with on a day-to-day basis should make you feel good. And if it's not, it doesn't need to be in your life. My favorite example of this specific point is TV shows and that's because I love TV shows. I am such a TV show girly. Like I'm not really into movies. I'll watch it but I can binge watch a TV show like no other. So when Euphoria started gaining all of this traction, obviously I wanted to be in the loop and I wanted to start watching Euphoria. However, about three episodes in, I realized how tragic it was for my mental health because I was crying every single episode. It was making me anxious. It was making me paranoid. It was bringing back a lot of really traumatic events in my own life that I just didn't want to think about. This is the same for who I follow on social media. I am pretty freaking strict about the people that I click follow because I know that I'm going to be seeing their content for the rest of my life on social media. So I care. 
I pay attention. If I'm comparing myself to you a lot, I'm not going to follow you on social media. And I'm selfish about it, honestly, and I think it's okay to be selfish about those things. I just think it's really important to pay attention to all of the subconscious media that you consume. It's literally what I studied in college, and I could make a dedicated episode about subliminal messaging in media so it's just so important to me that you pay attention to the content that you consume moving on a really fantastic healthy habit to incorporate more into your life is celebrating the small moments of happiness it's really easy to find happiness in the really big things that you succeed when you get a promotion or an A or just really big life events. It's so easy to focus on those, but I challenge you to focus on the really, really, really small moments of happiness because those are what happen like day to day. I remember my freshman year of college, I took a psychology course and we talked about something called the negativity bias and it's essentially our tendency to not only recognize negativity more but also to dwell on it more. So our brains literally evolved so that we focus more on negativity than positivity just naturally so i think it's important that when you have a small moment of happiness bring awareness to it be grateful be happy like you don't have to force positivity but when it naturally happens in your life appreciate it and bring awareness to it And along those same lines, my next healthy habit for you is to compliment or just connect with strangers more. It can be so overwhelming to start talking to someone in line at the grocery store or when you're sitting at a restaurant to talk to the table next to you. Like it's really awkward (laughs) and overwhelming sometimes to do that, but it can make a really big difference in not only your life, but also their life. I started doing this when I moved to LA because I live in an apartment building that has an elevator and the first like week or so that I lived in LA, I didn't talk to anyone in the elevator because I was like, that's so awkward. Like it's just a couple of floors. Why would I say anything? But now almost every single time I'm in the elevator with someone else, I just say, have a good day as they're getting off the elevator or like I just spark up a conversation that's very surface level and it always leads to me smiling or them smiling. And I've also noticed that it's helped my social anxiety out a lot as well because if you have social anxiety, like this probably sounds like the most intimidating thing in the entire world and trust me, it is. It really is. But once you start really small with just one person one time, every single time after that is going to feel a little bit easier. And it's the same thing with complimenting strangers. I have done this for a while now, actually, like more so than just talking to strangers. I love complimenting people because it it just melts my heart. Like it's just the best feeling in the whole entire world. Like If someone is ringing up my groceries and I notice that they have a cute manicure or they're wearing something fun along with their work uniform, I just compliment it. And it always makes that person feel so good and they start blushing and they say thank you. And it's just such a small moment of happiness and it makes every day feel 
more worth living, if that makes sense. It's just good. It's just an overall healthy way to live life is to talk to other people. Even though it's intimidating, like what is someone going to say or do if you compliment them? They're going to say thank you. Like it's not going to be weird at all. And doesn't it make you feel like a boss ass bitch when someone just randomly says that you're pretty or that your hair looks good? Like it makes you feel like you're on top of the world. So why wouldn't you want to do that for someone else? My last healthy habit that I have for you is to do something every single day that feeds your soul. Obviously, this is a very personal healthy habit and it's going to greatly depend on the person we're talking about. For me, something that feeds my soul that I do every single day is take a moment to be alone. I am very much an introvert and I very much thrive off of my alone time, so it's really important for me that I take at least five minutes every single day to just be alone. And let me clarify, when I say alone, I mean I'm not on my phone, I'm not watching TV, I'm not talking to my boyfriend, like I am literally just alone, usually sitting on the ground because I don't know why, but that's just how it always happens. A lot of times I do this in the morning because I feel like it just sets up my day for success But if you're super passionate about reading and you know that you're your best self when you make time to read every single day, then do that. If you know that creating art is something that feeds your soul, make time for it every single day. It doesn't matter what it is, but if it makes you feel good and it sets your soul on fire a little bit, make time for it every single day. It's really that simple. Okay, that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate or review it on whatever podcast delivery service you are using right now. I sincerely appreciate it. Also, feel free to DM me on Instagram at xxmayafiorella. You can let me know how you like these episodes, what other topics you want me to talk about, what guests you want me to bring on, literally whatever. If you just want to say hi, that's cool too. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. XX Maya.